Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray. And folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you're tired of the big bank, mega bank experience, you can't get a live person. You can't, even when you go in the branch, sometimes you can't get a live person. Um, It's amazing these days how some companies work and try to keep their customers away from them. That's not the way it happens at Renaissance Bank. I know that personally because I see the way the bank runs, not only because I see the bank, the way the bank runs every day, um, because I'm located inside one, but I see that through the clients that I work with that work with Renaissance. So if you're looking for a better banking experience for your business, go to renaissancebank.com and find one of their local offices and give them a call. I think you'd be glad you did. And guess what? A live person will answer the phone. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Fabiola Claremont and Jeremy Maniapanda. Fabiola and Jeremy are with the Chattahoochee Nature Center. I've been looking forward to this one. Uh, Fabiola, Jeremy, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks uh, for being here. So for those that don't know about the Chattahoochee Nature Center, let's give them a little overview of your work there. Sure. So uh, we're a private nonprofit organization. We have 127 acres that includes hiking trails, zip lines, ponds for canoeing, our river boardwalk on the Chattahoochee, um, summer camps. Um, we have our wildlife department, our events department, our education department. We do a little <laughs> bit of everything. Um, and we touch a lot of lives in the um, community at Metro Atlanta. Um, a lot of people don't know we exist, even though we're right in their backyard. So hopefully we can, you know, get the word out and just let people know who we are and what we do and how accessible we are. And a lot, we were talking about this before we came on the air. A lot of people do not um, think you're something you're not, right? I mean, they think you're, um, you know, the Chattahoochee nature reserve or whatever it is down at the perimeter or whatever, right? Yes, we do get confused with the Chattahoochee National Recreational Area, National Park Service, Mm -hmm. Roswell Boardwalk. Um, We do work with those organizations a lot. We collaborate on a lot of programming and events, um, but we are separate. Um, We are not a government or a state entity. Um, We operate, like I said, as a private nonprofit, um, and we do share the Chattahoochee River as a resource. Now, Fabiola, you're the events coordinator, events supervisor. Talk about the work you do specifically there. It's a lot of different things. So um, we, as the Nature Center, we host our own events. Um, We, our last event, what month is it? It's July? Yeah. Okay. Our Time last- flies when you're having fun. <laughs> our last major event was our um, Possum Trot 10K, which is actually a peach tree qualifier. So oh. um, that was June 17th. Mm-hmm. We had about 917 runners registered, I believe. Wow. Um, so we have two races. We have our Butterfly Festival. We see several thousand um, people on the grounds with the grand opening of our um, butterfly encounter and plant Mm -hmm. sale um, in June. 
We have family fun days, which are uh, one of our member benefits. It's free for members. So coming up is Summer Adventures Day, where you get to paddleboard, do archery, canoeing, bubbles, all those things, free for members or just for the price of admission um, for non-members. We have four of those every year. And um, what other events do we do? There's so many of them. Yeah, (laughs) right. Those are just the ones that we host, not including um, people that use our space for weddings, mitzvahs, corporate team building, meetings, retreats, all sorts of things. Gotcha. Okay, uh, we'll come back to that. Jeremy, let's turn to you and talk about your work. You're involved on the wildlife side. Talk, yeah, that, talk about perfect. what's involved there. Uh, I'm one of the, the three wildlife technicians that we have on staff at our facility. And our our job encompasses basically all the animal care within our collection. Um, we have a number of animals that are on our wildlife walk that are non-releasable animals that have come to us injured and cannot be released to the wild. They just want to survive in the wild. So we keep them on exhibit, basically, so people can learn about them. Um, it's a very important part of our responsibilities to have people educated as to why these animals are out in the wild, why they happen to be in our collection due to their injuries, and what we can do to prevent that. And then another tier of what we do is we are wildlife rehabilitators. So we work specifically with birds of prey, so hawks, owls, vultures, etc., and reptiles and amphibians. Uh, we don't rehabilitate any mammals, uh, any songbirds, uh, waterfowl, things of that nature. Uh, you need to be licensed by the state within that certain categories, and we tend to specialize within those three, reptiles, amphibians, birds of prey, just to make sure that we can accept all the animals that come our way. If you have too broad a field of view, it's kind of tough to get everything taken care of. So uh, we do very, very well with that. Um, it's a It's a huge positive for us. Uh, we bring in anywhere from 600, 800, 1,000 animals a year um, that we wow. come through to be rehabilitated. And it's and, got three of you are working on 1,000 animals a year? That's correct. That's correct. Uh, okay, well, we need to talk about your salaries. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are hard working out there. It's not only that, but we're there every single day. Wow. Um, yeah. We don't take a day off, even if the center is closed and yeah. even if we aren't open to accept uh, animals. Believe it or not, uh, none of these wild animals celebrate holidays. Imagine that, <laughs> right? Yeah. They don't go on vacay, right? No, they don't. They don't say, worry, don't worry about that today. Go ahead and take the 4th of July. We got to work. Yeah. We got to work. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what, I guess, why do this work, right? I mean, why, why is this, why is wildlife rehabilitation so important in the mission of the Chattahoochee Nature Center? That's a that's a actually excellent question because particularly with me with my background, I've, I've worked in zoos and, and aquariums previously where you take these animals and you give them the best life they could have in captivity. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do a lot of work with that type of thing. With wildlife rehabilitation, you take that next step, which is such an amazing step where you take this animal that is from the wild and it comes to you and you care for it and you provide it with adequate medication and treatment and uh, ongoing husbandry to the point where you can release it back to the wild mm. and see this animal go back to actual nature. The amount of fulfillment that comes from something like that is immense, as, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, even with things that sometimes people think are very benign, frogs. You know, you take mm-hmm. a frog that's got an injury and you fix it, and then you get him back in that pond. It's actually incredibly fulfilling. You know, no mention you release a hawk, an owl, and flies back into the into the woods. That's just incredible. Um, that type of thing happens obviously quite a bit. Like I said, we could be near a thousand animals in a year that people bring us because 
of unfortunately a lot of times human involvement, but sometimes not even. Sometimes it's just natural. You know, sometimes they're just sick. Sometimes uh, they just need a little help. Um, sometimes they're babies that are orphaned or mm-hmm. or in some other way, shape, or form just impaired. Um, we take those into. Well, let's talk about. You mentioned how animals come to you. Um, let's first of all let's talk about what I should do if I find a injured bird of prey. Let's say. Yeah. So, I mean, what 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 should I do about that situation? That, that's a great question as well. A lot of good questions, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, one of the biggest things I always like people to understand <laughs> is these are wild animals, and they're not happy to be around people. This is just their nature; it's their instinct. Um, we receive a lot of training. Like I said, we get state certification to be able to do what we can do, both legally and um, um, capability wise. So it's very important that people don't try and do this on their own. A lot of times people will, with best intentions, find an injured animal and try and start that rehabilitation process on their own. Not only is that uh, actually illegal, but a lot of times it makes the, the whole aspect of it a little bit more complicated. First thing you should always do is if you feel safe and you can contain that animal, even in a simple container, a cardboard box, Nine times out of 10, that is the best first step. Um, if you can't catch an animal to contain it within that box, probably doesn't need a lot of care, um, quite bluntly. But Really? Yeah, um, quite bluntly. Um, it, it'll probably fly away, get, get better away. on its own. Yep. Okay. Um, we, don't, we don't go out and retrieve animals. That's, mm-hmm. We're just not staffed for that. Right. But um, even more so, probably a lot of times when people call and say like, hey, I see this going on and I think it's sick. We tell them, hey, give it a couple hours, and then sure enough, they call back a couple hours later and say, ah, I flew away. Um, obviously, that animal didn't need a lot of care if mm-hmm. it's capable of flying away. Yeah. Sometimes they do, and when they do come to us, um, people will call, and they'll say, hey, I have this injured hawk. Uh, I, I will happily walk them through, okay, this is how you want to get it contained, just in a cardboard box, no food, no water. That's one of the big things that we always tell people, don't try and feed it, don't try and give it water. Don't try and give it a hot dog, anything like that. Yeah. You know? Well, I understand the hot dog part, but why no food, no water? Well, you got to think that these animals, like I said, they just don't have any interest in about being around people. So yeah. they're now contained with something that by by definition causes them a little bit of concern, a little bit of stress. Sure. They're not interested in eating or drinking water. Birds of prey actually very rarely will go and drink water anyway. They get all the moisture they need from the food they eat. Okay. But um, even still, providing adequate food and the right amounts is very very, very, very specific. Um, for example, one of the birds of prey we work with is an osprey. Um, you see them around Lake Lanier all the time. You mm-hmm. know, they're, they're very common. They're water birds. They only eat fish. Mm. Um, so feeding them a worm or an egg or <laughs> right. a mouse isn't going to do anything for them. Right. They're not going to eat it. Yeah. Um, birds have a very specific structure within their throat. And if you try and put water in it with a dropper or turkey baster or something of that nature, there's a very good possibility you're going to send it right into their lungs and they're going to aspirate on it. And then we have a whole other issue to deal with. Like I said, 99 times out of 100, that bird needs nothing but quiet and solitude and just comfort. Just darks, uh, no stimulus. Yeah, and 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 just to put a uh, underline that, when you say another issue, another a more stressful, uh, dire situation is on your hands at that point, correct. right? That's so correct. let's be clear on that. So you... Uh, you know, the good intentions are great, but they can cause a lot of problems. Of course. Right? Yes. I, so I would never, yeah. I would never criticize someone for doing their best to try and sure. help an animal. What the, 
the best way, the best analogy I have for this is if you were driving down the road and you looked over to the right and you saw a person laying on the ground with a broken leg, mm-hmm. you wouldn't scoop them up and put them in your car and bring them home and say, I can fix this guy. Right. Like I can do it. Right. You'd call the people who know what they're doing. Right. And you call an ambulance, you call right. the police, they would come and they would take over. Think about that with this wildlife too, that you wouldn't pick up a turtle off the side of the room, take it home and be like, Hey, I know what I'm doing all of a sudden. Right. Um, all the people who know what they do, we're there every single day. We're at work every single day to help with situations like that. So um, I know you're not there 724, but I presume people can call, leave a message or something Absolutely like that. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, uh, Let's go on and give that number. We'll come back to it later. But uh, do, we have a, do we have a phone number that we can give people or? Yeah, yeah, it's just a general number at our Chattahoochee Nature Center, and then it'll ask for an extension. Our extension is extension 239. That's the wildlife clinic. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's uh, 770-992-2055 is the number. That's correct. Yeah, and so the extension again 239. is? Okay, got it. You can always reach us too by, we have an inquiry uh, page on our website where you could submit an inquiry. All right, we have a Facebook page. We're very responsive on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're more than likely going to get our voicemail when you call us just because we always got our hands in something. You know, it's there's there's <laughs> right. a lot of work to be done. Right. But we... We really work hard on returning the calls within an hour or two, maybe three at most. Got it. Um, folks, we're here uh, chatting with uh, Fabiola, Fabiola Claremont and Jeremy Maniapanda. And uh, Fabiola and Jeremy are with the Chattahoochee Nature Center. Um, they're already making me realize I need to get back over there. <laughs> um, so, Let's just talk about what your center, what you hope people um, maybe uh, come away from your center thinking about nature and and the wild. Because um, you're, I mean, you are in the heart of Metro Atlanta, and I think maybe people don't realize the richness of the offerings that you have right and what you the kind of experience i guess maybe is the word i'm struggling for that you that that you can offer so what what are you hoping people um walk away with when they come and experience some of the programming you have to offer well our mission is to connect people with nature in whatever way you know that could possibly happen everyone has different experiences when they come out here um whether it's a kid who has not been out in nature, mm-hmm. never been in a canoe, never been on a zip line, never seen a frog or a turtle or an owl. For, they're seeing these things for the first time, and then they go home and they bug their parents about it. We call it, you know, pester power when kids <laughs> learn about things, and then they go and make their parents learn about those things. Um, whether it's a person who's, you know, just attending a wedding, didn't know the nature center was here. And was like, wow, this is a really beautiful place. I didn't know that you guys did things here. Mm -hmm. Or someone who's just had like a really hard week at work and is like, I just need to do something to relax and unwind. And they come to our sunset sips and they get to sit at the lakeside pavilion, listen to, you know, live music and just chill and be at one with nature. Watch the sunset, watch the great blue heron, you know, fly back and forth across the pond to the Mm nest. Um, Different people have different experiences, so different people will take away different things. But our main mission is to provide them with that opportunity and with that connection um, with nature. 
Yeah. Wow. Um, so, I mean, you went through, uh, Fabiola, you went through a wide range of things that you do. Yeah. What, what's the biggest misconception? This may be a hard question to answer. What's the biggest misconception that people have about the Chattahoochee Nature Center? Maybe we've already covered that, but. Um, I guess what we've said before, kind of the biggest misconception is that we are one thing or the other, not mm-hmm. that we're so many things. Right. Um, you know, we're not just an event venue. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not just a summer camp or Thanksgiving break camp or winter break camp. We're not just a field trip. Um, location. We're not just hiking trails. We're not just a place to do the zip line. We're not just a rehab clinic. We're all of those things. And all of those departments have to work together mm-hmm. um, to kind of, you know, help that mission come alive. Um, and those departments are run by, you know, very highly qualified, highly educated people. We're all coming from backgrounds in, you know, ecology, biology, sciences. We all care about the environment. We all care about nature in some way. And you can see that passion in the way that everyone does their work. I love that. Y'all are the proverbial elephant with the five or six blindfolded people that are touching different parts of the elephant. And they think uh, it's a different animal, but it's really one, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're one big organism with a lot of different things to offer. That's pretty cool. Um, I want to take a little sidebar and just talk about y'all personally. Jeremy, let's, let's turn to you first. I mean, what what... Um, something tells me you were the kid bringing in all oh. sorts of animals. I still am. Okay. Here's the thing. I still am. Okay. It, it didn't okay. Stop yet. Yeah. Talk uh, about your passion for animals. Where, where that's led you. Oh gosh. Uh, so yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, my mother would, would, <laughs> she'd be laughing her head off right now. She could yeah. hear you say that. Uh, I, I consistently, consistently always had to have one more animal as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it stuck. It stuck. I went to college. I, I got a degree in biological sciences. Um, didn't know if I wanted to go into the veterinary field or not. And I started working in zoos and it just, it was a passion. Um, I, it was a blessing for me. I got to put my hands on animals that you only see movies about, you know, mm-hmm. like I got to raise baby animals, uh, just incredible rare, um, exotic species. Um, as I mentioned earlier, all that led up to, it was keep them as best you can in captivity. You know, like they're always going to be living here in captivity. It's very important for them to do that, but that was the end game. Just give them as best a life as you can in captivity. And when this opportunity to work at this uh, Chattahoochee nature center came up and it was wildlife rehabilitation, I didn't even realize the gravity of what that was until we actually started doing it. And yeah, here's this bird that it had an injury. It it ran into a window and its eyes were impaired and we fixed Mm. its eyes. You know, its eyes are not working and Mm. now it's able to live a natural life again. Take it back to the same location it came from and open up that crate and watch this bird fly out into the woods. Wow. Like you can't, you can't put that into numbers. How, how incredible that is so much different than what I'd done in the past but also like very similar, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's, it is an absolutely incredibly personal fulfilling type of position. Um, we have a good, like you, you guys are just mentioning like you, that elephant analogy. I love that. Um, we have a, a good kind of 
pyramid, a triangle of conservation, edu- education, and recreation mm-hmm. all wrapped up into one. Mm. And I get to participate in that type of thing. So I get to go around kids and talk to them about snakes mm-hmm. and what kid kids either love snakes or they hate snakes. There's right. no in between. There's no gray area. Right. And sometimes you get converts, you know, like mm-hmm. that's incredible. That is an incredibly positive thing. Yeah. You get to go out and have fun. You know, like we get to, we get to work with animals every once in a while, an animal will come to us that this, this happens a lot with turtles. we got a turtle in that. I'm just like, Oh, there's no way we're going to be able to fix this thing. You know, like this is, this is a tough one. Sure enough, the thing pulls through wow. and you're able to release it. Wow. Like, wow. The, the fulfillment you get from that. You know, I, I wish it were all positive too. You know, unfortunately we see animals in their worst state. Yeah. No one brings us a healthy animal and says, Hey, check this out. You know, like yeah. they bring us things that are hit by cars or that sure. run into problems. So unfortunately we sometimes have to make some hard decisions and not all animals uh, are, are capable of recovery. Um, so there is a lot of tough part to that too. Um, it's not all playing with babies. You know, we don't, yeah. we don't skip around anything like that. Right. You know, we got a lot of hard work to do, but um, it is absolutely fulfilling in the long run. And something that we always want to keep in mind is that sometimes the best course of action for these animals is a, a humane release. You mm-hmm. know, it's not, it's not uh, an automatic that they're going to be released back to the wild, but sometimes if they're suffering, we can end that suffering humanely. And that's going to be a very positive thing because it's not out in the wild, getting heat stroke, getting ravaged by other predators, you know, um, there's, there's a lot of positive we could take from that as well. So there's good and bad for that. But um, like I said, it's, it's very, very rewarding for us to be able to participate in the entertainment aspect of it. You know, the education aspect of it, obviously the conservation aspect of it, all these things wrapped into one, like it's, it's just a home run. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Fabiola, let's talk about you, but you and your, your journey and what led you to the Chattahoochee nature center. Um, well, no one really saw it coming, including myself. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the best kind of things, right? Yeah, it's definitely been a very, uh, zigzagging trail for me to get here. Um, I came here from, um, the National Park Service in West Virginia Mm -hmm. and the Chattahoochee Nature Center. I got a job, you know, doing rentals. Um, and I just saw like a lot of potential in the department and how it could expand and, the nature center is always growing. And so I wanted to help with that. And, um, my supervisor, Tamara Kinman, she's amazing. She was like, Hey, you could do a whole lot more. Come work for me. And I did. Um, so that was great because, um, I had been, you know, I, I went to university of Georgia and, um, graduated with degree in um, wildlife biology. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was passionate about animals and I had worked in, you know, veterinary clinics and at a wildlife refuge. Um, But, um, going to vet school was where I was intending to go. Mm -hmm. Um, financially it just was not going to happen. So I had to, you know, make a pivot. Um, and so I looked into, you know, um, wildlife technician, wildlife rehab, those kind of jobs. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe I would be a naturalist at the Chattahoochee nature center. And that didn't happen, and yeah. here I am <laughs> yeah. doing event planning. So still get to connect with nature just in a different way. Right, right. And and you you found a love for events along the way, right? Yeah, I love the organization and the planning and um, just like being on the back end of watching something come together mm-hmm. and being able to give such a great experience to so many people. Um, and then also just kind of exposing them to – all the amazing things that we do um, at the nature center. It's a really rewarding job. Yeah. That's, that's 
Terrific. So let's let's um, let's talk about events that are coming up, and we're we're recording this show here in mid July, twenty twenty three. So if you're listening to this after that, just know that you need to go to the website, check out the website because there's uh, things changing all the time. Because Fabiola is making things change all the time <laughs> with new events. But let's talk about just just as examples some of the things that are coming up. Um, sure. So actually tonight, um, we have our Sunset Sips concert, um, doors open at 6.30, show starts at 7. It's, uh, Cooper Tisdale and John Valentine with the band Cujo Bites. Um, so they'll be playing tonight at the Lakeside Pavilion, um, bring your own chair, mm-hmm. bring your own picnic, cash bar. Um, there may be a hot dog cart also from, awesome. um, the Grateful Dog. Okay. Um, so it's just a really nice way to just like relax, unwind. Um, it's free for members. You just sign up online for the sign of genius or just come, even if it's full members, just come, please. Mm-hmm. We want you here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you and can this get is tickets part online. Yeah. And this is part of a series. Yes. It's right. part of a series from, um, June to September. Mm-hmm. So we just, um, had, uh, Marcella Jones and the Brown Liquor Band. They were amazing. I loved them. They were here. Um, on June 22nd, and then after Cooper will be um, Monica Spears on the 27th of July. It's mm-hmm. the second and fourth Thursday of every month um, from June to September. Got it. Got it. And some of the other um, events that people ought to keep on their uh, front of their mind as they look ahead to plan for the fall and that kind of thing. What are some of the big major events you have? Sure. So um, we have, like I said, our Summer Adventures Day coming up in August. We have Back to Your Roots Farm Fair, Mm -hmm. um, September 17th. That's a huge one. Um, It features our Unity Garden, which is a a great thing at the Nature Center that no one knows exists because it's up a little hill. The Unity Garden. The Unity Garden. Yes, we grow tons and tons of produce that we actually donate to uh, North Fulton Community Charities and they give to families in need. Mm -hmm. And that's run by our team of full-time horticulturists and uh, with the assistance of volunteers, which is something that we also can't survive without at the Nature Center. All of our departments and events benefit from volunteers. Um, but yeah, the Unity Garden is amazing. It's a great place to kind of learn about like how food grows, um, what you know, native plants that we have in the area. Um, that t- team is very knowledgeable. So if you ever have gardening questions or um, questions about even like mushrooms, there's someone there that has an answer for you. <laughs> right. Um, that's wonderful. Yeah. And maybe one of the big mis- we talked about misconceptions earlier, maybe one of those is that you are a nonprofit. So you're looking for, uh, like any nonprofit, you're looking for volunteers and, and financial support. So let's, let's address those two. You mentioned volunteers. What are some of the, um, uh, jobs, places that people can plug into when it comes to volunteering? Sure. So, um, like I said, definitely, um, volunteering in the garden, we get a lot of corporate groups that like to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have volunteers for our events. Um, they help our events run smoothly, help, um, greet guests, help get them around. Um, I know wildlife, um, takes in a couple of volunteers every year, even though there's a waiting list. Yeah. Yeah. I bet so, you there is a waiting list there. There is, there is. And we get a lot of, there's a, there's a, very in-depth screening process too, because uh, like we kind of talked about earlier, we do a lot of positive things, but there are some things that are a little bit on the 
on the dark side of things. Sure. And um, some people just aren't ready for that. Yeah. Um, so we do take in volunteers. The training curve is it's it's a training Everest. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a, it's not a hill. It's a, right. it's a mountain. Right. So we need someone that can work long term because it takes us six eight months just to get them up to speed. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our biggest fundraising things that we do in our wildlife department every early spring we have this thing that we called a, a wildlife baby shower. Um, and the reason we call it that is because we're preparing for the babies that are going to be coming in every spring is baby season. So when the baby birds are hatching, uh, reptile eggs are hatching and we just get inundated with all these babies that are in dire need. Mm. Uh, as Fabiola mentioned, we, we don't receive outside funding. Uh, we don't re- we're not affiliated with any state organization that gives us funding. Uh, all of our wildlife rehabilitation is done free of charge to everybody. So that cost is immense. Um, we, we go through thousands of dollars in frozen rodents every month just to feed our rehabilitation cases. So <laughs> I love you, that. Thousands of dollars in frozen, frozen rodents. rodents. You can't get yeah. those at Publix. I, I check in Publix every time. Right. They're not there. Yeah. Uh, so we got to order them. They ship those in. They're, they're zoologically prepared, uh-huh. but uh, they're not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, we there's a lot of... There's a lot of financial need for our wildlife department. Luckily, we get a lot of people that donate to us. Mm-hmm. Um, we just rebuilt a whole number of our aviaries. We still have one to go that needs a little help to get some uh, renovation done on them, just uh, so that all of our resident birds are in, are in good condition um, housing-wise. Um, we're always looking to to grow, too. Um, we get a lot of animals that we would love to put on exhibit that are non-releasable, we currently have a couple of gopher tortoises, um, which are mm. the the state reptile here in Georgia. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Um, there's there's an answer to your trivia question, right? Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. even know there was a state reptile in Georgia. The we gopher got tortoise. We got two of them. Yeah. Okay. They're they're typically found in southern Georgia, uh-huh. uh, but we have two that found their way up to northern Georgia, and they're they're non releasable. They both have injuries that prevent them from being released to the wild. Uh, they're currently not on exhibit. We use them for outreach programs. So mm-hmm. some of the some of our programs will actually take them out and show them to people. But I'd love to put them on exhibit. It'd mm-hmm. be great. Um, Unfortunately, that magically doesn't happen just for me saying that, you know, I want sure. that to happen. So uh, there, there's a lot of room for us to get some some help from people who are interested in helping. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Lots of ways to plug in, folks. Lots of ways to uh, participate and enjoy nature through the Chattahoochee Nature Center. And you do not have to drive miles and miles from Metro Atlanta to be able to do that. Right. So let's talk about location, Fabiola. Yes, so we are in Roswell, um, right off of Willio Road. It's very close, um, probably like a twenty-minute drive from like Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in East Cobb, over by the stadium, more on like the Smyrna area, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty, you know, close uh, drive to work for me. Um, it's pretty accessible. Um, you know, uh, we get plenty of buses from like senior communities, schools, shuttles, and stuff like that. Um, and it's close to Alpharetta, Roswell, East Carolina, all of these yep. places. Around the corner from Roswell, folks. So, um, yeah, it really and real easy to find. So, um, well, th- th- this has been great. And I can't imagine there aren't some folks that would like to know more, would like to be in touch. So let's tell them how they can do that. Um, so if you have any general questions about the Nature Center, you can just call our phone number and um, the front desk will get you to the right department. Um, if you have inquiries about events, please email us. Um, I can give that email sure. to you. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, just shoot us an email or you can go online and um, look at our um, rentals event page and fill out the inquiry form. Okay. If you have questions about wildlife, um, same thing, call the front desk with the extension um, and they'll get you over to wildlife as well. Yeah. And uh, the, the website folks is chat, C-H-A-T-T as in Chattahoochee. So chat nature center.org. Um, or you can call seven seven zero nine nine two two zero five five. And as Jeremy mentioned, there's uh, different options there to select what you're looking for. Correct. Correct. Yeah. 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 And all our departments have different extensions. Yeah. Wildlife is two three nine, and I can't stress this enough. Uh, we're currently updating our phone systems. Our old phone system, we don't have caller ID. So many people call and leave this incredible yeah. message okay. and then no way for me to get back to them. Oh. Leave your number, yeah. please. Yeah. Yeah. Slowly leave your number. Yeah. Uh, Slowly and clearly leave your name and number, or at least leave something. Cause sometimes people will call and hang up and think that we get like missed calls, like on our cell phone. But oh, really? Okay. Got yeah, it. But, but we, we speaking for myself and wildlife, we really work hard to try and make sure that no phone call goes unanswered, even if it's something we don't work with. We get so many calls about ant deer. Uh, I don't rehabilitate deer directly, but I can give them guidelines. I can give them research. I can point them in the right direction, get them some help. So any questions whatsoever, give a call and, and we'll return your call. It may not be in the next 10 minutes, but we're going to return that call and get you some help. Fabiola Claremont and Jeremy Maniapanda from the Chattahoochee Nature Center. Wow, what great work the two of you are doing and all your colleagues. We appreciate you and just delighted we could highlight that work here on North Fulton Business Radio. So thank you for coming in. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, folks, just a quick uh, thank you. You have supported our show over the years, and we are so grateful. We've had, we're almost to show number 700. I think this show maybe 681 or something like that. But we've only gotten this far because of your support. So um, we're grateful for that. But one of the things we continue to ask you to do is please share the show. Uh, If you've heard something here that makes you want to share the show, and I can't imagine you haven't, um, with uh, a friend or a colleague, uh, uh, please continue to do that. That's the way we highlight the great work of business and community leaders like Fabiola and Jeremy who do great work and that work deserves to be not just found, but celebrated. So if you could help us help them and all the other guests we've had on this show over time, we would greatly appreciate it. So for my guest, Fabiola Claremont, Jeremy Maniapanda, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton business radio.